you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free charges, and third-party services. Not a yada, not a yada yada, not a yada, not a yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Hey y'all, this week's episode of The Read is being brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. You can join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash read. That's Talkspace.com slash read. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Now let's move on. This week's episode is also brought to you by Form. You're more than just your hair type. You are unique and so is your lifestyle. And with Form, now your hair regimen is too. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. The Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simpler by offering personal regimens specifically designed for individual hair needs. I love mine. I absolutely love what Form has done for my hair over the past few weeks that I've been using it. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com slash the read. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com slash the read. Get personal with Form and let's start the show. I'm going in there. What you want me to do? Come out looking like you? Cactus butt? Is it animated? You should be ashamed of yourself. It is animated. Cactus butt. I know that. I specifically did a movie that I know. I don't know anybody in my life who has not seen this movie. No, I know I've seen this. So. Can you give me the line again? Ain't no way I'm going in there. Mm Mm-hmm. What you want me to come out looking like you, cactus bud? <sighs> Why can't I place it? I know it though. Right, uh, the Lion King. Oh, <laughs> Woo, finally. Praise God. If I didn't get it this week, I was going to hit you with a book quote and <laughs> turn the tables. I would have just, that was going to take me overboard. Like, <laughs> that would have been on it. I would have just said that you're throwing them. But at this point. I got it, finally. Well, amen. A real win for me. Um,. And toddlers everywhere. So this week, uh, hey, I am, um, hmm, who do I want to be? I'll be Solange because I'm going to see her at Radio City tonight. I am going to be Derek from Insecure. Yes. A real nigga who told his homie the truth. I bet you just stood up and clapped at that whole scene. I yelled. <laughs> I knew you would. I did scream. I just, I I stood up 
on my mattress and I hollered like, thank you for delivering the God honest truth uh, for keeping it absolutely real with this lost Negro. Uh, We appreciate you and your possible scamming. I don't know what it is that that nigga does. We haven't gotten there yet. I don't think. Right, right, right. That's, you know, I just need to get that off of my chest. So this week's episode is early. Hey, Um, because plans so what we're gonna do is a mailbag episode Mm -hmm. because those are apparently always fun and y'all have been asking for it so this week's episode um in lieu of uh pop culture diarrhea and reads and all of that we're just going to dive into the mailbox the ask the read at gmail.com place and go through some emails, old and new. Yeah, because there's a lot in here. We don't always get the chance, obviously, to catch up on everybody's emails. So this is just a time for us to go back through and hit some of the ones that we missed yes. originally. So, first of all, this is so fun because I love when I get to look through all of these emails and read what... I mean, yes, most of these are break up with him or <laughs> yes. I hate my coworker or I hate my roommate. It's true. Or my parents say shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like 90% of them fall into one of those. But the details are what make them each exciting. Exactly. <laughs> Thoroughly. Every time. So, do you want to start? Uh, oh, wait. Let me do one. Okay. Because this one actually isn't really even a letter. It's just, I mean, it's not like a question. It's like a shady response to another letter. Okay. So. <laughs> Father. Um, this comes from EJ. Uh. EJ says, hey, guys, love your show. I think you guys should suggest to the listener who has the boyfriend or whatever who doesn't shower on a regular basis. Oh, gross. You remember that? Yeah, the Louisiana. (laughs) Um, Suggest this book called The Pigeon Needs a Bath. This is a children's book? It is a children's book. (laughs) She used, there's photographs in it here. Um, Oh, no. I can't. She said she can get the book and read it to her child as a family. <laughs> I've a- attached pictures of the book and a few of my favorite pages. Um, let me see if it's on Amazon. The cover of the book is literally a dirty pigeon. And it's called, <laughs> it is called The Pigeon Needs a Bath and a little bubble over the pigeon's head that says, no, I don't. <laughs> so oh, No, I wonder if the daddy pigeon is also filthy and the mama is like on a crusade to get everybody in the house to bathe. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I actually feel like buying it. It's on Amazon for twelve thirty nine for a book. I mean, for like a kid's book. How many pages is it? Seven. <laughs> like, I like it if only because the shade of actually ordering that book. Oh, it's forty pages. What is a, a children's novel? So the pigeon is stubborn. Like that bitch is just. I'm not gonna do it. Is the pigeon arguing with his mama for like it's chapters? It's a picture book. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the pigeon this. is raggedy. This nigga's got a series. Don't let the pigeon stay up late. Don't let the pigeon drive oh, the bus. No. The pigeon finds a hot dog. <laughs> the pigeon finds a hot dog. I guess that's what like not to pick up food off the ground and eat it. Oh, okay. So he has lots of filthy, gross habits. Yeah, the pigeon is just like a fuck boy. <laughs> oh my it. goodness. Y'all, please oh, start man. buying your fuck niggas children's books. Please. That would be so and just funny. just leaving it here. Like, <laughs> right? not saying anything else. I don't remember if the listener who wrote in said that they had kids or if she had a child. Uh, Yeah, they do have a... She and her musty baby daddy have a child okay yeah. so she's suggesting that you get the book and read it but that's not gonna 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, to... you got to give it to your man to be like, how about you read this? Read to her? exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Everybody's helping out. What mess? And that made me laugh. All right, I love it. Go ahead. Well, the first one that I found this week comes from, let's call her Angelica. Sure. And she says, so my father has been in jail for my entire life. I recently turned 25 and he got released on parole in August of 2016. However, I didn't find out he was out of jail until January of this year. Now, I was shocked and hurt at the same time because I never expected him to get out of jail. And I was never close to my dad's side of the family for many reasons. One of them is that my mom essentially did a lot of fucked up things to me and them and kept me away from them. When I asked my aunt on my dad's side for his address to send him a birthday card, she didn't reply to my message and basically ignored me. So to my surprise, a few days later, my dad calls me and told me that he was home and I was filled with so many emotions ranging from hurt, happiness and anger that I brushed everything to the side and we met up shortly afterwards. My entire life, my mom has said that my dad ain't shit. My father and I would communicate through letters back and forth while he was in jail and he would always say how much he misses how much he wishes he was in my life. My mom would always tell me that he was just using me and that he won't fulfill any of those promises. Now, here is the question about whether she was right all along. My dad's mother died recently. I didn't find out until the morning after and I felt away because no one from that side let me side let me know what her condition was and I didn't get the chance to say goodbye. I saw my dad at the funeral a week later and haven't heard from him since. He didn't even remember my birthday, although he texted me two days afterwards apologizing. I texted and called him for Father's Day and he still ignored me. It trips me out because as a father, I would imagine you would want to get to know your only child after being in jail for almost 25 years. But I digress. I honestly feel a certain type of way, mostly angry, and I don't know how to handle these emotions. I'm conflicted to side with my mom because I don't want to say she's right. And I don't like the thought of canceling my father out of my life completely. Anytime I talk to my mom, she will ask her if I've seen or heard from my dad. And I tell her no, and she does that black mama. Mm-hmm. Any right. advice or thoughts? Thanks, Angelica. Well, Jill, um, I think this is just a conversation that needs to be had with him. You know, like he's. He was gone for such a long time. I mean, the whole he, time you were, which. Kind of leads me to what did he do for to get locked up for twenty five some odd years? That seems none of my business. Right, true. Well, I watch power. So <laughs> but Oh Lord. You know, I can't I don't I can't put myself in his shoes, but I I do feel like it's probably really difficult for him. Men are already, you know, complicated when it comes to communication, especially emotions and all of that type of stuff. So he probably just does not have the tools to really be a dad. He does not know how to yes, do that. Right. Um, and rather than trying to embrace it and figure it out, it seems like he's probably just hiding and not really considering what it is what it what that is doing to you. And of course he don't because he does not know what ha- having a child is. Right. So And how to be a father to a, an adult person who does exactly. not need you to raise I don't need you to raise me. Right. So, so it's kind of like how do you do this? Yeah, you just have to talk to him, I think, and um, lay everything out on the table and just let him know how you feel. And hopefully you can progress from there. And even if you don't really get a response that you like, you know where you stand mm-hmm. and, you know, if you got to agree with your mm-hmm mama or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But it doesn't make any sense to just sit there and, and be upset about it when you can talk to him. You don't really have like that. 
that relationship with a dad where or a parent in general where they raised you and they beat your ass and told you when you were grounded and so you kind of have that like respect slash fear where it's just kind of like I don't know how to say this to my mom or how to say this to my dad mm, like yeah. essentially your daddy is just a nigga you know what I'm saying like <laughs> so just say it <laughs> so just go talk to him. I mean I'm not just I don't want to act like that's still not difficult to do because he is still your daddy but you know, I feel like because he wasn't there, it should be there shouldn't be as much pressure placed on yourself to go and talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I think the only other thing I would add to that is that if he just lost his mother, he's probably thinking about, you know, the 25 some odd years that he spent in jail and wasn't around his Very mama. True. And, you know, niggas be devastated to lose their parent anyway. And so maybe Very he's just true. like, you know, I'm glad I got out before she died. But damn, he was out for like a year and then his mother passed away so he's dealing with a lot and probably thinking about that huge loss and then not thinking about oh but if i neglect my daughter i'm gonna lose her too and i just got her so maybe need to you know figure out the balance there so i would have some empathy with him as far as the loss of his mother is concerned but also i don't feel like it's on you to make something work with your dad and if you reach out to him and he ignores you or doesn't call you back or whatever you don't have to engage your mama with it either because she just want to be petty and be like, mm-hmm, I told you daddy wasn't shit and, and wasn't never going to be shit. And her. Right. And your feelings are hurt. Right. And so her taunting you about it is only going to make your feelings more hurt. So I would probably just blow my mama off about it too, but then also not overextend myself with my father because he owes you, not the other way around. Right. So good luck to you. Let us know how that conversation goes. What you got over there? So uh, this letter um, says, hey, please use my club name, Jasmine. All right, Jasmine. Thank you for that. It says, I met this guy online and we chatted for about a week before meeting in person during the week. He would send pictures or during this week, he would send pictures and his mouth was always closed. Never smiling. (laughs) I made the joking comment. You must not have any teeth in your mouth. I have a beautiful smile, by the way, and this is the first thing I look for in a mate, teeth and shoes. <laughs> so fast forward, I feel like me and Jasmine would get along. I yeah, know, like I just, mean, because already that is just funny. So fast forward, we, we met in person and OMG, his teeth has so much plaque. Oh. They are yellow and slightly green on the bottom row. No! He came to... <laughs> Yellow and slightly green? I mean, a tint. He came to the date with flowers and is a very nice guy. But I could not focus throughout the date without wanting to gag at his teeth. So the date ended. We texted each other when we got to our own homes. He wanted to recap how great of a time he had. I agreed and I told him I liked him. But in order for us to move forward, he would have to go to the dentist. (laughs) Fair. Gotta love honesty. Fair. Right up front. Because nigga got yuck mouth. Like, I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. So, no. I told him, please don't take it the wrong way, but this is the only way we can move forward. He replied and said it has been on his short list of things to do. Oh. No shit. Huh. But we'll move it up since it is important to me and he wants me to get closer to him. I also suggested that I would help in any way, emotional support, and even recommended my dentist. So let me just pause and say, this is how the fuck you do it. Ain't no sense in pondering and being afraid of what the response gonna be, and then nobody knows what's going on and y'all niggas fall out and hate (laughs) each other. She said, hey, your teeth are gross. It freaks me out. I lo- you know I'll be here for I like you. you. I'm not trying to you know fuck with you. Yeah. Do you want some recommendations? I have a number. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has been a week. 
He has been on vacation for a few days and he has not made an appointment. I think that <laughs> I think that is the least you can do. I'm not saying wait outside the dentist office, but you said you were going to put in some effort. We go out again on this Friday and hopefully he will not try to kiss me because I will curve him and hurt his feelings. How long should I wait for him to go to the dentist? I told myself mentally 30 days to make an appointment. After that, I will walk away. Is that too short of a time? Am I being shallow? I just can't do it. It was very hard for me to even tell him that because the conversation could have went another way and he could have cursed me out. I don't want to keep asking him about it, but something needs to be done. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself or the next chick if I have to walk away. P.S. He does have insurance. What should I do? Wow. So there is no excuse. He does have insurance. Yes. Hmm. So... My personal feelings are that 30 days is way too long to wait. I thank I said the same for thing. For a nigga to get all the bacteria cleared out of his mouth. If you have insurance, why wouldn't you go? Especially if it was so bad that a total stranger, somebody you just met, is like, hey, so the plaque buildup in between your teeth is noticeable and it's gross. Like, I don't, I don't understand why he needed somebody else to say that, to feel like, oh yeah, that's something that should be a priority in my life. You know, it's, it was on my short list what why why was it on your short list of things to do taking care of the fucking teeth in your mouth like oh man if your vagina is leaking some kind of creamy white stanking substance for months and months and months i'm just saying and you have insurance then going to the pussy doctor to get that shit adjusted should not be on your short list of things to do correct and that's what you have going on in your mouth it's like a blatant problem here so yeah 30 days is way too long actually i would not go out with him on friday or any other time until he had that all cleared up um, i was about to look up yeah. uh see if the pigeon don't brush his teeth but <laughs> pigeons don't have teeth. well maybe it's something else maybe it's like the pigeon doesn't clean his toenails something anything. something right or he cleans his i don't know, never mind maybe that's covered in the 40 pages of the bath book well, so, I mean, yeah, I, I feel samesies. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think I would go out with him, girl, really. Like, you you are kind of doing the most with the, <laughs> okay, it's been a few days. Why haven't you made an appointment <laughs> thing? But I guess I would have just... You just shouldn't have to do all that. Right. You should not have to do that. But I would dispense the advice and then be like, have a nice life. You know, clear, clear your teeth up before you meet the next girl. Right. And just kind of move on. I don't want to think that... The prospects out here are so slim and dating out here is so hard that I have to settle for the nigga. We have to be patient like, for a nigga with gangrene on his teeth. Slightly <laughs> green. So it's just growing on his teeth, girl? My oh, God. What? No, Father God. <sighs> well, I think that that wraps that one up. What All do you right. got? Yeah, good luck to you. Our next question comes from Eliza, who says, My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year. He's smart, attractive, has a good job, and is, in general, a good boyfriend. He supported me through a very tough time with anxiety and depression when we first started dating. At the time, we were long distance, but he moved to the city where we both now live to be with me. On the surface, our relationship is pretty good, and I love him. However, uh-huh. we have two very different communication styles and mm-hmm. different ideas of how much time is enough yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I like spending time with him. I could see him every day and be happy. Yeah. He recently told me that he would prefer not to see me as often. <laughs> he even said that if he only saw me once enough, that would be enough. <laughs> once a month. <laughs> as a result of these differences, I've been feeling like he does not feel Ooh. anywhere near the way I feel about him. I do too. And I even if he does, 
His lack of ability to show it really hurts my feelings and makes me feel like I'm not valued. I've brought these feelings up with him once before a month ago and he said he would do better. He is doing better, but not by much. I'm 22 and this is my first long term boyfriend. I listen to this show enough to know that y'all will tell me I'm young and I have a plethora of dicks to experience in life. I agree, but <laughs> well, I, I mean, still struggle with anxiety and depression, which has ramped up since every ignorant asshole in the country has decided to come out the woodworks. I don't even know how to begin without my boyfriend in my life. Ooh, that's a sad That is, that is depressing. That is sad. I know, but you'll learn. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll figure it out. I know everyone experiences breakups and it takes time and patience to heal, but I am so anxious lately that I can barely function throughout the day and I've really had trouble accepting and loving myself while dealing with my mental health struggles. Should I break up with him? If so, how do I do this? And what do I tell myself as I combat the feelings of loneliness, worthlessness, and despair that will come about as a result? Thanks, guys. Sad and struggling. Ooh. Well. So what I'm going to do is work on a really great sound bite or even get one of those little, like, red buttons that they be selling at Target and stuff. You push it and it says makes, like, little voices and things. Mm -hmm. One of those that says, fuck that nigga, just leave him or something to that effect. I like it. Because at this point, we could just really just, we should be reaching for a buzzer (laughs) after certain letters because, like. Oh, yeah, like that Office Depot easy button thing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Just like like that. (laughs) Right. There's one that just says, like, eight different kinds of no yeah that's my favorite um so i think that we need to work on getting one of those and maybe you know have just sitting it up here because mm-hmm. leave him alone <laughs> like i don't what else you you are cool with seeing him every day which i feel like most people in a relationship would be and he's like in oh yeah once a month is enough now <laughs> once a month my nigga once every 30 yeah Day And y'all have only been together for a little over a year. So it's kind of like, this is a little soon for him to already be tired of you. I understand having different levels of like wanting to kick it because I was definitely like that in previous relationships. I do not need to see you every day. In fact, it's probably best if I don't. I prefer not to. But two or three times a week is fine. Yes. And now once a month is insane. That's Absolutely like, weird. That I see friends more often than that. It yeah. just doesn't make sense that you would be in a relationship and live in the same city and yet he only come through once a month. That don't make no sense. So That nigga is scamming. He got a family. Or maybe he's a vigilante at night. But or he's just not as into you as you are into him, like you, you might be right in your suspicions about that, but I don't understand why he would move cities to be with you if that was the case. I mean, I know niggas do things I'm that don't confused. make no sense, yeah, but yeah. that's. I mean, sometimes you really have to leave it in the world of the unknown. That's a lot, right? And you said you you mentioned this a month ago, and he's trying to do better, but he isn't really doing that much better. I don't, I don't get what's standing in the way from him coming over more just, than once every few weeks. I don't, one month like right it just doesn't what? it defies our logic but you know when you are dealing with mental health issues it can be hard to do something else that you know deep down in your heart because i feel like you know that you'd be better off in the long run without this person but the Feelings. the thought of taking that first step right and this is your first what you call long-term relationship and you're only 22 and so that first heartbreak is a bitch it is i i get the the hesitation here, sis. But I don't think it's going to get any easier. And as time goes on, you're probably just running the risk of being more hurt. Like, I can look back at past relationships and be like, I should have broke up with you when I first started thinking about it around yep. month three. 
Yes. But I stuck it out till month sure 11 should've. and it made it that much harder to leave Absolutely. that nigga. Absolutely. <laughs> because you have feelings. It's not like I didn't care for these people at all. It's just, you know, whatever is going on in the relationship to where I know it's not going to work out. But being brave enough to work up the nerve to say this isn't working can be really difficult. It can. That's something I struggle That's with. That's why you got to nip it in the bud first time you see it. But yeah, when you're younger, it's fine. Like by the time you get to your late 20s and early 30s, you're just going to be like you already know and you will have experienced enough shit like this, whether it's long term, short term, whatever the fuck to get to that place. You know, God willing, we make it right. You know, you'll get to a place where by the first date you're going to be like, "Mm, no, I don't do that. So this was really nice. (laughs) And then then it's done. It'll be like a couple weeks of being around each other. And you're like, oh, this is not. mm -mm." But coming from a person who really does not even like to go out or be around people like that once a month is absurd. Like that is wild. Absurd. If the nigga was like once or twice a week, like you said, I could be like, you know, he Not probably ideal, likes, but you know, yeah. He likes to be alone, especially since you want to be up under this nigga every single day, which I don't really, you know. You'll grow out of that too, but <laughs> like, but once a month is ridiculous, so I'm not for it, right? I or maybe he's trying not to hang around you. Every day because he knows it's not working out. He knows this is not something right. that is going to be long term. So he's trying to distance himself physically and emotionally, but also not being brave enough to just break it exactly. off. Exactly. It's two people who don't want to hurt each other's feelings. So they're floating around in a relationship that doesn't really serve either one of them. One of you has got to be big enough to say, OK, this isn't working. Right. So hopefully it's you, but yeah, I get the I get the rest of it, but stressing out over a nigga is just making your anxiety and depression worse, most likely. And what's the point? <laughs> right. Like if a nigga don't uplift you and make your life better or make you happier at the bare damn minimum, then why why worship why waste your time? So Good luck, though, sis, because it is difficult to break up with somebody, especially when you know you're hurting your own feelings. Exactly. But you got plenty of I hate you, Jody, throwing clothes (laughs) around years left in you. So don't beat yourself up over not, you know, getting it or having a full grasp on your feelings. Just Right. Difficult but necessary. Now, if you in your like 40s and you still like this nigga only comes around during the fall (laughs) and I just that's when we have to be like, girl, how long have we been dating? How do you not notice? <laughs> like, hey, how sis. long have you been in the game? All right. So this email comes from, you know what? She put her name in here, but I'm just going to make up names just for the sake. Because you never know. Some of the girls might forget and then they want to come and call us and fight. That's I don't know. true. So it says, hey, Kid Fury and Crystal, my name is uh, Mabel. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, please don't judge me too harshly, but I need y'all's help. I, first of all, I didn't edit any of these. I tried, and then I just got so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I used to do yes. that, like, three years ago? That and was a lot of Fresh work. was just like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> all right. I'm 28, and my girlfriend Kima and I have been together on and off for seven years She's the first woman I've ever loved. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Yeah. I knew you were going to react right there. I knew you were going to react right there. It gets so much better. All right. And been with, first woman I've ever loved and been with this long. And although I've dated other women, Kima is my addiction. 
Strap up. Oh, oh that was not a great. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Okay. Recently, in the last two years, we have been separated. She's been dating and fucking a nigga. We can call him Chris. And myself. <laughs> So to make a long story short, she's always joked that in a perfect world, she would have a wife and a husband. And now she wants me to join her and this nigga in the bedroom. And she had already talked to him about it. And since we're both femmes. Oh, God, no. And I had never been with a man. He was down for the cause, of course. Of course he was. Shocked at the request, I politely cussed her ass out and exited stage left. Well, skip to three months later. And her begging and pleading me to forgive her. I end up at her house drunk and high as oh, hell. No. And we're, y'all have to use punctuation marks. Like, they really make a huge difference. Uh, they're fucked up. Right before we're about to get it on and pop in, Chris comes home. Which I feel like that was planned. And <laughs> right? caught up in the moment. It started with him just watching to us all ending up fucking. Mm-hmm. And to, surpri- to my surprise, the dick wasn't bad at all. Of course it wasn't. Since then, <laughs> no, don't tell me. No, I'm unbeknownst sorry. to Kima, oh, I fucking knew it. Chris and I have fucked a few times, and I just recently found out that I'm five and a half weeks pregnant. What? No, the fuck, she's not five and a half. Can you find out at five and a half weeks? I don't know. Oh my god, that must be the earliest pregnancy test ever, nigga. What? <sighs> Oh, oh, my God. Chris knows and is ecstatic about the baby. Oh, then he's a fool. And wants to be with me. <laughs> Talking marriage. <laughs> and has even told me he loves me. I must admit that I have grown to love him. And I want to see where our relationship can go. He has already taken it a step further no. and broken it off with Kima so that he could be with me. No. But it's not that easy for me. He knows that I love Kima. Remember, this is the bitch that she was dating for seven years. <laughs> knows that I love Kima, but she doesn't know I'm pregnant, let alone that I've been having sex with Chris. She has expressed disappointment in not knowing why he broke up with her and has asked me if he said anything to me. I'm not one big on secrets, and I am a terrible liar. That's a lie. You're not one big on secrets, girl? What? But I don't know what to do in this situation. Do I tell her I'm the reason? Do I admit that I'm pregnant? Or should I just fade out of her life? Any words of wisdom will be greatly appreciated. Oh. Sincerely, what the fuck did I get myself into? Well, P.S. I love you both. <laughs> so, you uh, would throw that in there at the very end. Uh, Mabel. kind of still feel obligated to, to tell you about yourself, though. Even though you so love us, many thank fun you. Fun things happened here. Mm. So, uh, I'm not one to to tell women what to do with their bodies, but maybe you're still within a window of time where this is reversible. Maybe. Are you serious? I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a look at this situation. This is Solo Lucci and Sky Alexis. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Oh, no. <laughs> the nigga's face is half bleached. Like, well, th- right. No, true. But, you know, you fucking around with somebody that you've known for a few weeks and now all of a sudden you have a pregnancy scare and it goes from... Now, he's he's weirdly being supportive and acting like he's super hype, but it doesn't make sense. This is a bad situation. It is. <laughs> it fucking sucks. This is a bad situation. I... Because it's not even just some, like, bitch or, like, even, like, your homegirl. 
which would be awful. <laughs> but it's, right? This is your ex-girlfriend. In your pursuit of getting your woman back, you fucked her and her man. And, and then fucked her man some more. Behind her back. And, ended and then up got pregnant. And she doesn't even know. And he left her. And he left her. Because you're pregnant. And But neither one of y'all told her. Anything. You're going to have to let go of the, of the idea of you and Kima ever being lovers or friends again. Ever again. She is probably going to have a little voodoo doll of you. <laughs> and like a Want to fuck you over. And Many. Like she, you're going to be on her shit list for a long, long time. American girl doll sized voodoo. <laughs> Especially... If you continue a relationship with Chris and go on like y'all are just some happy straight couple and because if you have this baby, you're, she's you might as well just tell her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're gonna need to tell her. You can't. You're, you're gonna, gonna be pregnant. You're gonna be like, pregnant. Showing. Oh no! <laughs> like you're, you're gonna well, you're gonna hide from her ass for nine whatever months. Right. Like, she's gonna know that this baby is her ex's at some point. Mm-hmm. You might as well just tell her ass now. I just. If I were you and I was dead set on keeping the baby, then I would cut ties with the both of them and go sit down somewhere by my damn self. <laughs> but she's in love with the baby's father. See, no, you're not. And that's the other thing. Y'all sitting up here lying to each other about love. That is not what happened here. How long have they been fucking around? A couple of months, maybe at the most. Maybe. And now y'all talking about marriage and love? Bitch, what? You sound ridiculous. That is not. No, girl, if you rush into marriage and even cohabitating with a nigga that the circumstances behind this whole thing are just so I want you to minimize the amount of of pain, suffering, damage to your credit and self-esteem and all that that is possibly heading your way by way of this nigga. Look at what he did to the girl who literally came right before you. Look at Look at what happened there. Are you really signing up to be next in line of his like merry-go-round of fuckery and bullshit? Why? I don't because he certainly cheated on his girlfriend, right? And he was so willing to leave her. I, I... It's just <sighs> how do you <sighs> like if you want to have a baby, go ahead and have a baby, but please know that y'all are out here fucking raw. You're. <laughs> This is just not going to be like some... Right. This isn't going to... There's no way that you can spin this to where it's a happily ever after and nobody's mad at you. (laughs) It's just not going to... And even in some dream world where Kima was like, hey, girl, I'm all for it. I totally get it. I'd love to be the child's godmom or whatever. That nigga is not to be trusted. Just because this... No. Look at the circumstance... No. Yeah. So if I were you, I would either be headed to the chop shop or I would just go off somewhere by myself and be like, I'll do this alone. Maybe put him on court order child support or something. And that would be it. Just the idea of pursuing a relationship with this man or ever trying to go back to your ex-girlfriend and be like, I know I fucked your man, you know, behind your back and got pregnant. But please forgive me. And what? Raise this baby with me. (laughs) I mean, maybe lesbians do that sort of thing all the time, but I just don't. Oh, what a fucking mess. Where did you find that? <laughs> I mean, this one came in today. Oh, oh, so you are still... Okay, never mind. Make whatever choice you feel is best for you, but let go of the expectation that this is going to, to work out in a way that's favorable, I guess, like because that's, that's absolutely not happening. So I mean, good luck. Yes, good luck. The I best know. of luck. The absolute <laughs> because, 
top tier luck. What a shit ball of bad decisions and mess that is. And now there's a baby being brought into the whole situation. Like, I'll be stunned if you and this man are still on speaking terms in six months. But anyway, <laughs> this is from Stressed and Wore Out. She says, first, let me say I'm a new stand and I absolutely love you too and all that you do. Now, my husband and I have been together for 10 years, married for six months, and have two children together. He's 30 and I'm 27. We've been living se- living separately for three months, me at my parents' house and him at his, to save money in order to fund his rap career. I'm sorry, I did not. It just <laughs> reflex. I'm sorry. Go ahead. After we got married in February, I moved into his family home, despite my reservations about living with two other families. Aside from my mother and father-in-law, my brother-in-law and his wife and their two young boys also live in the house. So me and my family make a total of 10 bodies under one roof. Fuck the entirety of that. I don't know what (laughs) sitcom you think you in. But it's a no for me. I'm so sorry. I tried my best to coexist with everyone in the home. I did my part in cleaning behind me and my boys and cooked dinner twice a week, as we all agreed. But I just could not take it in that compound. My nephews lack all discipline and leave the house looking atrocious. No one cleans up after themselves. And my sister-in-law had the nerve to tell me that she thinks I need to contribute to the house more. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Needless to say, I packed me and my kids shit and left. I found a nice house about 15 minutes away. But my husband refused to move with us oh his reason is that he is 100 percent committed to chasing his dream and he will not leave the studio that he built at his mother's house right when we first agreed to move the deal was that everyone would be living rent free in order to save money now that my husband's mother is retiring she expects each family to pay 900 dollars rent mind you i'm currently paying a little over a thousand dollars for a three-bedroom house for me and my boys so the question is am i wrong for leaving my husband behind at his dysfunctional family dysfunctional family house in search of my own peace of mind and should i try to break my lease and move back in any insight would be greatly appreciated thank you love stressed the devil is a motherfucking liar girl (laughs) why would you so my thing is did she didn't she say she found a house 15 minutes away yeah so the what? So he's not leaving because the studio is at his mama's house. That's fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes away from your house, right? And now that the mama's retiring, it's no longer a rent free situation. She wants every family living there to pay nine hundred dollars in rent. So why wouldn't we just pay an extra two hundred and have our own house with three bedrooms for us and our kids, plenty of space, as opposed to living under your mama's roof with all them other niggas. So let me ask a question that I know you can't answer because you ain't here. Okay, I'll try to guess the um, answer. How Okay, you are married to this man. Is this like the first dumbass decision he's ever made? <laughs> well, Is this like mind-blowingly silly? They've been together 10 years and just got married six months ago and now he's just refusing to leave his mama's house. That just... That's crazy. It just, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand. I could see if you were like, I found a a nice place, but it's like an hour and a half away driving or something like that. Then I'd be like, "Mm, well, that's a bit inconvenient Mm -hmm. if he really is dead serious about recording and stuff. I respect that. But if this shit is around (laughs) the corner, my nigga, like... You can't go 15 minutes out of the way to pursue your dream. And you're not going to be living at your mama's house for free anymore unless his mama is keeping a secret that she doesn't expect him to pay any rent. Well, he probably won't have to pay any because it's just him there by himself. Right. Now. I'm going to go ahead and assume that. Right. Oh, mama, yo, 
His mama, well, she got to be at least, what, 55, 60 years old. You coddling this grown ass nigga with a wife and kids. But I still don't see why you couldn't just like go. Oh, I don't get it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know how I would. I would just be sitting trying to uh, come up with the words like in his face. I would be like, wow, you did this right after I married you together for 10 years. And now you want to be dumb. This is like, I'm just, this is dumb. I don't understand what, what to say here to you. Like <laughs> This is stupid. It is. Why do niggas act like this? It doesn't make any sense. And also if you're 30 and you've been pursuing this rap dream for so long that you had a studio built at your mama's house, Shouldn't you be just, I mean, slightly more popping than to still be at your mama's house, like, focused on the grind or whatever else? Well, that's not fair. I mean, no, it's not. Everybody, there's no such thing as, like, instant success for everybody or something like that. But if you really expect me to live outside, you expect us to live outside of the same home, and you expect me to be okay with you shacking up in your mama's house instead of coming to mine 15 minutes away, then you better have, like... 200,000 mixtapes sold or, you know, like 2 million streams on SoundCloud or something to make me think that you've made progress towards this rap career. Like, just don't be don't be just some nigga out here, you know, with a dream or whatever. And you haven't actually put in any work to make me feel like the sacrifice will be worth it. That's the thing. You don't want to say you're separating yourself from your family, your wife and children. (laughs) So it's I see what you're saying. Like, you should at the very least. I hope that I'm seeing some sort of progress in what you're doing right. that makes me feel like, you know what, I don't even get this, but you're grinding, <laughs> you're working hard, and it's p- paying off for you right. in whatever kind of way. And so I'm going to say, like, let's come up with some sort of agreement right. on how long this is going to last. Something. Otherwise, I can go get into paperwork. There you go. <laughs> because. Some, you have to you have to do something to make me keep the faith in this relationship. And if I were you, I would be... I would really be like, so I married the nigga and now he want to act like this. Like, I think that would, yeah, just that blow would my be mind. pretty 10 years together. And now you want to be ridiculous about not coming to this house. That is what a few miles away from just, your mama's. This is just dumb. Like that's maybe what, what is it? $20, $20 in a lift. It don't even, it depends maybe. where you, that's in New York. Right. They probably other cities are crazy cheaper. So, <laughs> right. or they probably live somewhere where everybody has a car or whatever else. It's just, it's insane to a me. A bike. Nigga, I just don't see the excuse. <laughs> it's insane to me that anybody would rather live with their mama, daddy, brother, sister-in-law, two nephews, all for the sake of a studio, instead of going home with their family 15 minutes down the and road. And then using the studio. Whenever you need whenever to. Whenever you need like, to. Like, you just come over. Like, would you be re- restricted? Would you be kept from the studio that you built? Because right. you moved? Does like, he need to be in the studio 24-7? Is he working on something for Khaled? I don't get this. I don't. I, I am <laughs> lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be another thing. Like, if that nigga was like, oh, you know, I met Khaled or I met somebody else something. and they Jay-Z need this Jay-Z said, can me, I have the beat tomorrow? I would be like, nigga, move where? I'll lock you in the studio so you can get that shit done. No sleep. I'm FaceTiming <laughs> your ass at 4 a.m. just to make sure your just eyes are wide sure open. Just to make sure you up. Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. Put it on a loop. That would be different. So this situation would make me very uncomfortable. I would probably just stay in my house by myself with my kids paying my $1,000 rent and chilling 
until because i mean the voice just sounds so like you just it's got just here so yeah it's a really this just it's it's easily rectified right is the thing you know what i'm saying it's not like does he he's refuse just to a listen dog to logic? ass nigga <laughs> right it's just like this doesn't make any sense why do we have to be his, here? His mama probably don't make him do nothing. She don't make him clean up after right, himself. She exactly. cooks for him. She probably totally babies and coddles him. Whereas and, you make him be a grown up big boy daddy. And <laughs> there's so many other wild ass distractions in that house that he can duck his ass into the recording studio and I have to do some shit. Oh, Come out true. when he wants some Frito Lays and get and right back asleep. in there. Yep. Pack up a cooler and go back in the he studio. He come moving with you. He's going to be expected to like work around the house and like raise (laughs) kids and pay bills be responsible free greens and Uh, i got a studio yeah i'm saying jesus niggas yeah i think i would just let him i would let that sit for a while i would let him stay over there for a little while maybe a couple of weeks or so and then i would say okay so listen this doesn't make any sense figure it the fuck out or else i can just you know we just got married and i can just unmarry you and <laughs> go right on I mean, it's pretty about easy. handling my business so good luck to you let us know how that goes we're gonna take a quick break and be right back today's episode of the read is being brought to you by stamps.com do you know anyone who loves going to the post office of course you don't because the post office is ridiculous <laughs> and don't nobody ever want to be in there ever Thankfully, you can avoid the hassle of the post office and instead mail everything from postcards to envelopes to packages, domestic or international, with Stamps.com. Stamps.com lets you buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. Just click print mail and you are done. Print postage for letters or packages at your convenience 24-7. Plus... They'll send you a digital scale that automatically calculates exact postage and helps you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. You'll even get discounts you could never get at the post office. Yep, I had to send a couple of packages last week and instead of dragging everything down to the post office and letting them weigh it and having it be this whole long ordeal, you could just take care of all of it right there in your apartment with Stamps.com. Right now, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Just go to stamps.com, click on the mic at the top of the homepage, and type in READ. That's stamps.com and enter code READ. Never go to the post office again. Thank you, Lord, with stamps.com and the read. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're back and we've got some more letters here. Mm-hmm. All right, so this letter is coming from someone I will call Mordecai. It says, Crystal and Fury, I am a regular, schmegular, 30-year-old white gay male and have been involved with race relations slash diversity efforts my whole life. Uh-uh. Be patient. Okay. My problem is that Trump has fucked up my wardrobe. <laughs> what? <laughs> the subject of the, the thing is Trump hijacked my look. Oh, no. When my husband and I got married, my friends made us custom snapbacks with our wedding hashtag. The hat is red and the hashtag is white. We love the hats and rock them everywhere. Then Trump and his ignorant ass started wearing red and white Make America Great Again hats. For a while when I assumed he was going to lose, I kept wearing my hat from my gay ass wedding as my own silent F you to him and Pence. Then the past eight months happened. Now when I wear my hat, 
People assume I'm a Trump supporter because they see a white dude in a red and white hat. Over the past few weeks, I've stopped wearing the hat because the last thing I want to do in life is be associated with him or help amplify his message. My question for you is, should I keep wearing the hat as a protest? Or should I continue to not wear it until that day that can't until that day that can come soon enough when he's no longer our president. Thanks, Mordecai. P.S. I recognize that I'm privileged to not have to think about this before, or not have had to think about this before, and that people of color, religious minorities, and fellow LGBTQ people have to make this same judgment call every day regarding their hairstyle, clothes, etc., in a multitude of ways I can't even imagine. All that's true. So, he loves his sentimental <laughs> red and white hat, mm-hmm. and... I can absolutely see, honestly, on the way here in the car, I was, we were just going down the, the freeway. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the one. What is it? FDR. FDR. We were going down the FDR and there was a guy on that park alongside it. Uh-huh. It was like an old man who had like a mullet and he was wearing a red and white hat. And I don't think it even said make America great again. But when I saw him, like my upper lip got hot just yep. like for a quick second. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I can't even read it. Let me just <laughs> comment. So upper lip got hot. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I will say I'm glad that I got that PS at the end because all I felt reading this was at the very, it's the worst thing you have to worry about when you go out is people judging you because of a hat you can right. take off. I mean, so yeah it's great that you understand your privilege as far as that is concerned that like this is your issue (laughs) um but i also just kind of feel like you should retire the hat you should probably it's a cute you know wedding memento i understand you really like it and all that but with the way red hats with white lettering it's just an automatic trigger in america right now and so to avoid the stank looks until people look and be like oh hashtag john and ron or whatever (laughs) until like people get a good look at it if you want to avoid people looking at you crazy or maybe just reacting and saying something wild to you or whatever i would just avoid all that and not wear it like you totally get rid of the problem if you just don't wear the hat i mean it is just a hat i get the super you know mushy sentimental value or whatever but i mean maybe you can have like on your first anniversary or whatever you can have and that, like a little special celebration, make new hats that are a different color. And those could be your new sentimental hats. I mean. Or I would get a red one that says make America gay again. See, no, see, that's too close. But Somebody that, would, would, that like, would be worth it, though. I think that would be worth the anger. And then people read it like, oh, oh, but maybe maybe you attract homophobes <laughs> mm. in that also. Yeah, I would, I would just leave the hat at home. Just, just put it like on your. What do you call it? I put mine in the put on a closet or shelf. Oh. And just put some pretty lights on top. I mean, yeah, sentimental stuff has its place, but to me, it's just if you you really wanting to wear this out in public is more stress than what it's worth. Somebody with astigmatism gonna be real. Oh militant no, don't do that. And yank it off and throw it in the ocean or something, and then you're gonna really be heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, so, and be glad that this is all you have to exactly. You can make another hat that means something special. You'll go on a trip with this guy one day, and y'all will both get some matching souvenir, and that could be like you'll have so many other 
little sentimental things like this. The love that you have is what matters. So just go find something else to wear. Varsity jackets or some fun shit. Yeah. And there's a lot of like anti-fascist clothing. Fuck Trump. Burn that nigga Donald Trump stuff that you can buy. So, yeah, just let this one hat stay at the house. Uh, But good luck to you. Thanks for your letter. I still have a red and white hat that says uh, sis. I feel like I have a red and white Kid Fury hat. I think I have one of those. I think, uh, yeah, and an Uncommon Sense one, too. Like, And I just would never wear those outside now, knowing how people are. No, it's just not. Ugh. And being a black woman, too, you won't mistake me for no Trump, bitch. Right. If you even look at me crazy with a red of my hat on, I'm going to be like, bitch, I don't know. Like, you better (laughs) unfurl your brows, bitch. You have to uh, straighten up your motherfucking face, hoe. Squint. Look real close. All right. Our next letter comes from Mark, who says, I'm mixed black and Middle Eastern, and I am so light skinned that I'm white passing to a lot of people who don't know no better. Oh, my gosh. I have an email that is like just like this. Most people think I'm just a white guy with a tan. I get Italian or Greek a lot. And honestly, I don't correct them. I work at a majority white office in the deep south. My racist ass white coworkers have no filter when they're around me because they consider me one of the guys. Even though I don't ever make racist comments myself and I do defend my black coworkers when they're made fun of. I'm sorry. They're getting made fun of at work. I just saw that. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still feel like I'm betraying my race. At the same time, my white passing privilege has brought me job opportunities and promotions that I am sure I wouldn't have received if I was honest about my race. I considered finding another job, but I think I'd find the same racist attitudes everywhere I looked and I would move away, but I have to stay close by to take care of my mama. Should I continue to pull this reverse Rachel Dolezal act <laughs> or should I come mm. clean with my coworkers? Mm-hmm. Please feel free to read me for filth. I probably deserve it. Thanks, Mark. Well, Mark, I don't necessarily think you be need to be read. I think if you can... If you can honestly pass for white, which is difficult for most people of color, but if you can truly go into white spaces and be accepted as a white person, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like an invisibility cloak or, you know, you know how people be like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm-hmm. That Mine always be like, I would have that stuff like Alex Mack. I would turn into that goo that Alex Mack could turn into and slide my what way into anywhere I wanted to go. Right. Yes. Still an inspiration. And this is kind of like you get to you get to shrug off your ethnicity and your Negroness and enter white spaces and know what it's like to be treated as a white person. Like, you know that the difference between they, the way they treat you and the way they treat people who they know are of color is different. Whereas the rest of us just... Like, we know it because we observe it, but you know it because you live it. And so that's a very different thing. And I think being able to, asking somebody to give up that ability and come out as, like, a person of color at work, I don't know. I kind of feel like it puts you at a disadvantage because you're no longer one of those people who can correct the the dumb shit that you hear going on at work like you're no longer listened to in the same capacity because they no longer see you as white and you're not accepted into their white spaces where they feel free to be racist so you kind of take away your privilege at, at the same time so I don't know if I even think you need to do that I think you probably need to do a better job of speaking up about racist and homophobic or transphobic or whatever the shit that you hear go on at the office you need to speak up in a way that you know they wouldn't let black people do um okay i think that 
I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, it isn't necessarily your responsibility to walk around at your job that has nothing to do with what race you are and be like, hey, everybody, I'm black. Um, I <laughs> am super uncomfortable with the thought of a person who is not white just going along with the idea that they're white to benefit themselves. I mean, I'm not going to be like, shame on you. How could you desert everybody? Let's go and burn you at the stake. I mean, that's your damn business. I don't even know you. Right. Um, I do think, though, if you aren't, if you aren't uh, at the very least calling out the the fucked up shit that's taking a place around your office, then I think you do need to be read because of that in that case, you're just a part of the problem and maybe even worse because you like, you're not, you're really like getting away with some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's no reason for you to not, you don't have to walk around in, you know, green, red and black and have your fist in the air all the time. And you know, you don't have to be, you know, <laughs> super marching and doing all of this true, stuff. True. But if you think about Rachel Dolezal, that woman went out of her way, like had the privilege from birth and went out of her way anyway to be a black woman. And why is that? Like, for what? Why? Why? Because being black is lit. Because being black is <laughs> everything. It doesn't mean that it's better than anything else or fuck y'all or, or, you know, eat our balls, bitch. Like, it's not anything like that. Just who we are, our culture, you know, what we represent is amazing and it's beautiful and it should be celebrated. And I just hope that you don't allow you getting away with passing to affect the way that you not only think, but the way that you act. Because you don't yeah. need to be up in your job saying, hey, everybody, I'm black. And every time somebody says something about watermelon or chicken, you have a, you know, a thesis. Or, <laughs> you know, you need to, like, here's the, uh, chapter seven on the book I wrote back in junior high. about. You don't have to do all of that. But if you just hanging in the shadows, you know, pretending to be Caucasian or whatever right. and letting them say whatever or doing whatever because you want to get some money. I just, I wouldn't know how you sleep at night. I mean, I think if you, if you know that racist things are being said about your black coworkers where they can't hear it, like white people are, are super comfortable saying that around you. Why aren't you using that information to get these people fired or, or disciplined in some kind of way? You know, right. like why not tape some of these white only powwows that y'all have and they start going in on black jokes and all that sort of thing. Like, I think you feel guilty because you're not doing a good job as an ally. You're not using your white passing privilege to help the people that you come from and the people that you are. So that's probably why you feel bad about it. And all you have to do is do more to get rid of the racism or to, or to fight back against it. And I think you wouldn't feel so bad about it, but shit, if I could pass for white, I would probably be getting white people together all the fucking time. I think I would. Cause then what else, what's the point? Right. What, I mean, you have this benefit, so why not use it to drag them from the inside? You know, like this is what we ask other woke, quote unquote, white people to do all the time. So, yeah, I feel like you just need to take that approach to it. And this can be uh, pretty easily rectified, you know, get them racist fired. So, all right. My letter is super similar, but it's kind of a different perspective. Maybe. Okay. All right. It says, hi, Crystal and Kid Fury. My name is Andrea, and I have a question for you. Love to know your opinion, obviously. All right. 
This past weekend, I was uh, working on an independent film shoot that consisted of a crew and cast of all people of color. While on set, there was one guy who looked white and had dreads. This got an immediate groan from many others, including myself. (laughs) Would have been me too. Right. And some people began chatting about why they thought a white man having dreads was problematic and unnecessary. The director slash producer who wanted a POC cast and crew told us he was white passing, but not full white. However, some people didn't care because of his white skin and features. I then decided to approach him while he was setting up some gear and strike up a conversation. I asked him what he was, what he was mixed with. And he said his father is Irish and Scottish and his mother is African-American. I then asked him what he identified as. And he said that when he was younger, he identified as full black. But as he got older, people assumed he was white, but he never felt like he belonged in the white community. So when push came to shove, he would tell people he was mixed, but that he always felt more black than anything. Throughout the weekend, people would make snarky comments with an earshot of him of being white or his dreads, etc. And I could tell it bothered him, but he remained professional and spoke highly of his black family and the black community. I was torn the entire weekend on whether or not to accept him as a black man, even though he looked white. After all, it's not his fault he came out very, very light-skinned. Uh, how would you have handled the situation? Would you have accepted someone like this as a black man, even though he looked very much white? Or if you had a friend who was white passing, but identified as black, would you be okay with that? I feel as if I'm being a bit hypocritical and I'm not sure of why I'm not sympathizing with him or anything. I just found this situation to be very interesting. Love you guys and can't wait for you to come back to Toronto. She included a picture of the guy and he does look white. Ooh, he does, but... But I could see he, him being He looks mixed, mixed yes. also. Right. So Because I, white hair don't do that. Yeah, no, it does not. So, that like, texture is... That's the Negroes all there. Yeah, the Negroes <laughs> right up in there. It is. So are these cheekbones, but, honestly. But the, the skin color, you know, it, it. I could see how it would throw you off. You know what, Andrea? I would have done the exact same thing that you did. Not just because... I see someone who's white passing and I just need to know, but because I am that bothered by white people with dreads. Like, <laughs> if I was working on a set for some days and I had to see you every day, and I know that this is supposed to be a cast and crew of people that are of color, mm-hmm. at some point I would have done the exact same. I'm not going to walk right up on you and be like, well, what is you? What is you? <laughs> but I would have, you know, started a conversation, started talking about race and casually probably asked what his ethnicity is or whatever the same way anybody could have done that to me. Now, if he tells me his mama white and his I mean his mama is black and his daddy is white, I'm done. I don't but have But didn't any- the director say that from the beginning that he's mixed? Thank you. Like the director who hired y'all is his fucking movie. And he is the one who specifically wanted people of color on this set. So if he tells you right. that this dude is mixed, the dude tells you that he's mixed. I just, even if you don't believe both of these motherfuckers, what I would not do in that situa- situation is be an asshole. Because at that point, you are being a hypocrite. You know, it's just, and I know people personally who are biracial or mixed or whatever, and they are super, super fair-skinned, and they could mm-hmm. pass for white as well. And they go through the exact oh, same Lord. thing. <laughs> and then you wonder why mixed people and super light-skinned motherfuckers be in their feelings and about... You know, Everything. not being accepted in the <laughs> you know this community or that one or the next. It's just like, even if you don't believe them, you're on the set to work. It is not your film. Mm-hmm. So who what everybody else is or whose vagina they came out of really ain't none of your motherfucking business. Oh, that's true. So what you can do is what you were 
asked to do when you got here and then take your ass home. That's it. That's it. So I think you have to be real careful when joking around with people about race or family or passing or whatever else. And if it was the sort of thing where everybody knew he was mixed and everybody you know, he had a good relationship with y'all. Y'all had a good relationship with him. Everybody is joking around and stuff. And they're yes. like, boy, I thought you was white coming in here with some dreadlocks. I thank God for your mama. Let me see a picture. You know, no Rachel Dozo. <laughs> you know, da, da, da. If it was that sort of thing where it was harmless jokes and he was cool with it, that would be one thing. But if y'all are just going around being bitchy about it, like, who is the white boy with fucking dreads? Even though you know that he is biracial, then that's fucked up. Like, don't make a person feel worse about something that's totally outside of their control however he's also i feel like the reason that you're struggling with it is because it can be hard to have sympathy for people who are like you who ha- who share the same oppression you do fundamentally but they experience the world so much differently than you do you see what i'm saying like i know he's black i know he is or biracial whatever you want to call him i know he deals with discrimination or you know whatever else but i also know that you are perceived much differently in the world because of your skin tone and it's probably easier for you to move around certain spaces or advance in life because of the way you look so i think that's why you struggled with it and why you felt guilty about it because it's kind of like I should be able to, you know, make fun of this person or talk about their dreads or whatever. Like maybe you felt entitled to joking about it. I should be able to make fun it. of your dreads if we are homies. <laughs> right. Yes. But that's the thing. But y'all it's don't a, know him like it's that. It's a level of familiarity that you don't have with him. Right. So it's not a jokey, like you don't know what type of shit he's been dealing with all his life and insecurity about his skin tone and wishing he was darker so that he would I mean, be he more has easy. dreads for a reason. Let's keep it funny. Right. He has dreads so... <laughs> Somebody will accept him. Like he needs to. Like he wants to be in somebody's way club. To let you know he don't like. And I, I do understand the resentment of black people always having to be the ones to open the doors of blackness and let everybody in. I, I understand the, the impulse to say, well, how come you just. How come we have to deal with it and make sure you feel good? How come white people can't deal with the fact that you are just as much white as anything else? Like, how come you can't be accepted into the warm bosom of whiteness? But that's because whiteness doesn't work like that. <laughs> Once you get mixed with something else, white people automatically kick kick you out the club and you go in the biracial or the people of color category. And that's it. So, yeah, y'all were... Y'all were dicks about it. I understand where it came from. But once the director said, I asked for nothing but people of color and that's what I've got. Y'all should have let it go because who don't know at this point that black people come in all different shades. I mean, what is the with problem? With all different skin tones and hair types Hello? and textures. and Hello? Black people run the gamut of what we look like. So, yeah, y'all should have let that go. But it is what it is. I mean, I get it. And I totally hear what you're saying and everything. I just feel like. At the end of the day, I'm not, I just like to be left alone and respected for that. And that's what I will give right back to you as long as I know that you're not out here acting a motherfucking fool. You're not hurting nobody. You right. know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like asking, would you have accepted someone like this as a black man, even though he looked very much white? Why the fuck not? Like, I don't go around, uh, or if you had a friend who was white passing but identified as black, would you be okay with that? I've had Why lots of white not? passing friends. Like, I don't go around and just, you know, I don't decide who I'm cool with or who's going to upset me or who I respect because of if whether or not they're white or black or look white or look black or whatever. Like, if you're a dick, I'm going to treat you like a dick. And if you are not, 
I won't. That's it. Just leave the nigga alone. Period. Right. That's all you have to do. You don't have to be spending all all this time you spend in worrying about, you know, his ethnicity that has already been confirmed. Yeah. Or his race that has already been confirmed. You right. could just be you're doing your job. Like what you were asked to come there and do. Mm-hmm. It's not you're not speed dating. This isn't like right. the NAACP, Rachel. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Go to work. Woo! My thing about biracial people has always been, I will accept you for whatever it is you accept yourself for. Thanks. So if Period. you don't call yourself black, I'm not going to be the one to invite you into our fucking club. Because we don't need nobody it. over here who doesn't love being it. But if you have a black parent and you want and you accept your and embrace your black identity and you tell me you're black, I, who am I to argue with you about? For it? what? Right. I'm not going to do that. As long as I know that you actually are mixed. Because, again, Rachel Dozal has fucked it up for some of y'all who are white passing and didn't even come close. And, to niggas, like, like, and she looked lily white. Period. Not driven snuff. even <laughs> Close. There's not a swap meet in the world with Weave that could have helped her. Uh, so, yeah. I guess Good luck with that, that, Andrea. Just be a nice person. It's not hard and it's free. All right. Our next question comes from Peaches, who says, please bear with me as I type this because I know y'all get the girls together about their punctuation and grammar. LOL. I mean, I already did say <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, but... <laughs> Oh, he used the wrong version of bear, but that's fine. You didn't even have to do that. See, we are awful. We're very petty. So PJ says, I'm a single black gay male living in the outskirts of Atlanta. All I do is go to the gym, go to work, go to school, and do Uber in my spare time. Sounds about right. I've only had two relationships in my life that only lasted for two seconds, a.k.a. less than a month. While I'm patiently waiting for a relationship worthwhile, I feel like I shoot myself in the foot because I'm always on social gay apps like Jacked and Grinder. Mm-hmm. I know these apps have a bad reputation, but for some reason, I'm always thinking about sex. I try to refrain from it because I know people love to judge if you've ever been on these apps and STDs are so real, but people act like it doesn't exist in their bloodstream. I've tried self-arousal, but it only urges me to get the real thing. If I ignore my horniness, self I think he means self-pleasure. Yeah, I was going to say masturbate. Yeah, I think that's what that meant. Okay. If I ignore my horniness, it starts increasing and affecting my everyday life like studying and running errands. Wow. I just want to know, what, what do you prefer to stay on track and how can I control my hormones while I am still manless? Y'all are the real goats. Love the show. Peaches. So. I've never had this problem. Because I do not have an overactive sex drive at all. I can go years. I'm like a camel. You can give it to me one time, and I'm good for like two and a half years. You know what? I struggle. <laughs> it's really hard. How but do you I stay also off don't... the apps? What's a little different for you? Yeah. You get recognized, all that. People use your pictures on apps, which is still crazy to me. I just, for, there are so many niggas <laughs> out here. Fake like, Furies. For what? <laughs> um, You know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with those apps, you know, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with chatting with people. I don't think there's anything wrong with going and fucking if you want to fuck as long as you're being smart. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I think that you just have to have a gauge on whether or not this is something that is negatively affecting your life. Like, it just it doesn't sound like you're saying I'm fucking so much that I can't pay my bills or like. I love dick so much that I stopped speaking to my mama or something like that. It sounds like you're more so uh, concerned with like the judgment or stigma. Can you say stigma about something that's not a like a physical? I mean, yeah, I th- yeah, because there's definitely stigma around using. 
I think especially for gay men with the apps, because we already there's this already this assumption that gay men are like ultra sexualized. That's and all they lie. think about is <laughs> like it's, like, what? there's already that stereotype. And so then, of course, gay men have more apps than everybody else and all these different ways of Nigga, gays fucking around them. on the low. So I think there is a stigma around it. But it's the thing is, the market's there because there's interest. It, right. There's no there's very few dyke hooking up. You know, sleep with you randomly after y'all lesbians don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> lesbians not just uh. and if they do, they know where to go. They have a favorite dyke bar yes. or y'all they fucking meet friends. An underground yes. place <laughs> where no one without if you don't have a vagina, you are not allowed right, in that right. bitch. Like I've wanted to go to some of these parties so much and they're like I don't think fish so. Only. <laughs> I'm just like, I respect that. You know, like, I get it. Just Everybody like has respect, their own thing. Yes. So. I respect gay men being like, you cannot bring your bachelorette parties into the gay club, bitch. <laughs> I understand that y'all don't, you just want to go out and have fun without niggas pressing their dicks in between your ass cheeks. I get it. But this is our space to come meet other niggas who like dicks. So please don't come in here with your party favors and like treating us like we're toys and games. Cause no, fuck I mean, that. It's a couple of gay bars that don't care. Well, no, cause money is money. Right. But, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't think there's anything wrong with using these apps and having, you know, just don't let it consume your time. Don't think that it's the only way that you can meet people. Because while, True. yes, it is very difficult or it's harder for uh, queer people, I guess I'll say, to find a date, you know, because I feel like on average, uh, you know, you got to you like it's just harder. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. We only have a few avenues. Yeah. And I mean, so, there's fewer of us. There's more straight people. Exactly. Like they can meet each other at the fucking gas station grocery I store. I mean, look at the fucking inbox. I mean, there you go. <laughs> so all kinds of ways that y'all can meet each other. And for us, it's like it's way different. So I would say, you know, don't feel bad about using them. Know what your line and your limit is. But also embrace you know, meeting guys in other ways because there are other good ways to meet. Yeah, and this person lives in Atlanta? Right. So... Well, on right. the outskirts of Atlanta, but he drives Uber, you know, because he lives right. further away, but... Not an excuse. There like, are so many places you could go to into the city the for the weekend and have a like, grand time. You're in, a, like, a prime place. You might actually be able to just delete that shit. Right. Because <laughs> in Atlanta, I don't know... You could do Uber in Atlanta on a Friday night and quit early enough to be able to rent yourself a hotel room and go party for the night. Like, you really, that could work out super easily. The thing is that when you use those apps, it's more straightforward. There really aren't. The number of men on those social apps that are looking for, like, a date or to hang out nobody's looking for just friends maybe like (laughs) low 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 on that list most people on there are just looking to fuck and plenty of them are going to say that they're not and they're fucking lying Mm -hmm. so you know i because this guy loves sex that's what that thing is like i don't think it's about meeting a guy so much as i really love fucking and i can fuck right here on this app it's not gonna be hard for me so if you want to fuck i say fuck like i don't care like that's just not a big deal but 
if you are looking to like really get into a relationship with somebody that you can take seriously and they can take you seriously and see where that goes, I'm going to tell you now, you're probably going to have to find that elsewhere. Atlanta is a great place to do it. And yes, many of the niggas you meet in the street will also be on apps and you can cross that bridge when you get to it. But just like you be on Jack looking to Jack, most of the niggas on there are <laughs> looking to do that as well. Gross. And not much after, you know, not much past that. Right. So expand your horizons. Good luck to you. Let us know how it goes. We're going to take another short break and be right back. Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Read. Going to a traditional therapist is not for everyone. Sometimes you need to reach someone at your own convenience. And with Talkspace, that's exactly what you can do. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist that is handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week, which is a steal. Mm -hmm. Using Talkspace, you have the freedom to text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. You can even do a live video chat, and all Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. Talkspace knows that emotions cannot be scheduled, so with their unlimited messaging therapy, you can text and video message your therapist as much as you want. Even if you're still unsure about Talkspace, their customer support is available to help answer any non-clinical questions you may have about how Talkspace works. Yep, and as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code READ to get $30 off your first month when you sign up on the Talkspace app, or just go to Talkspace.com slash READ to take advantage of this fantastic offer and get matched with your licensed therapist today. That's code READ for the Talkspace app, or head over to Talkspace.com slash READ to save $30 on your first month and show your support for the show. It... I can't even tell y'all how good it feels to get tweets and emails from you saying that you signed up for Talkspace and started talking to somebody and working through your issues and all that. It's so important. So get started today. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live. And let's move on. Don't forget this week's episode is also brought to you by Form. Say hello to a premium hair care collection dedicated to making every hair journey simpler and better. Form is the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. The Form Collection will help you make your hair care experience personal by offering uncompromising products specifically designed for individual hair needs. Yes, I went to the Form website and filled out their survey asking all these different questions about my hair and I got matched with my perfect regimen, started using it pretty much immediately and I love the change in my hair. The difference is insane. I keep telling everybody that spray, leave-in, man that moisturizer is perfect and they have little travel sizes now so you can get on the plane and not worry about TSA taking your great products away from you for women of all hair textures and they do mean all the form collection is unique versatile and minimizes guesswork and really anybody who has hair I know a lot of y'all don't but anybody who has hair that (laughs) I'm just saying we don't all We don't all grow hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you do, Form was inspired by your own hair care journey and delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair, just like their big brother brand, Bevel. The folks at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com slash the read. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com slash the read. Get personal with Form. I did. I love it. Try it out. And let's finish the show. Okay, so we're back and it is now time to continue with our letters. First of all, I forgot that I wanted to do a Black Excellence this episode and I did not. But it was just dedicated to Dick Gregory 
and to honor him, his life, his legacy, thank you for breaking down color barriers in the world of comedy and opening doors for so many of yeah. my favorites, so many icons that I've looked up to forever, and even my own little black ass. And thank you for looking out for the culture, for our people, and fighting in so many ways that many, many, many of us would never have the bravery to do. So rest in peace to him. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next question comes from, uh, it says, hey, guys, you can call me Cersei. Oh, no. This letter is primarily directed at Crystal. What? As you know, Game of Thrones is everywhere. I cannot go online, turn on the TV, or listen to a podcast, even news and political podcasts, without hearing something about Game of Thrones. I have never seen an episode of the show. For the longest time, I thought it had an ally in Crystal because she had <laughs> never watched GOT either. And I considered to read a safe space, a GOT-free realm. But then one day I listened and found that not only had Crystal drank the Kool-Aid... By watching one episode, she'd put her whole face into the goddamn punch bowl <laughs> by catching up on every single episode. Here's the thing. I'm sure that I would love Game of Thrones and I really hate being left out of all of this conversation, but I really don't want to invest that much time in trying to catch up on six or seven seasons. I have a young baby at home and I am in school and I know that binge watching is really not what I need to spend my time on. My friends always ask me if I watch and I say that I have no interest and don't care about the show, but I really just do not have the time. Last week, my brother, who has never watched either, called me and told me he was going to watch the first episode, see what the fuss is all about. He and I usually like all the same things, and I know that if he tells me he really liked it, that will probably be enough to crack my resolve. I should also mention that if I watch an episode, I'm going to have to binge watch. I'm a recovering TV addict, and the only way that I avoid watching too much TV is to avoid watching shows altogether. So I have successfully avoided Sopranos, Mad Men, True Blood, Downton Abbey, and whatever other shows everyone reads. Me too. Over. I've never seen any of those. I've only watched The Sopranos and True Blood. And honestly, you can watch like up to season three of True Blood and then stop. Damn. Because, yeah. Um, so should I stick to my principles and focus on my baby and schoolwork and other things that I need to be doing? Or should I give in to the peer pressure, guzzle the Kool-Aid, and be just like everyone else? Thanks, guys. I really love the show. Warmest regards, Cersei. How are you going to call yourself Cersei and not watch the show? You don't know what that means. You don't want to be Cersei, girl. Girl, you just got here. I'm just saying. You should have called yourself Arya. <laughs> I mean, I agree. <laughs> um, Can I just say that? I mean, well, the show, next week is the season finale. Whew. Oh, man. Before this last even, one got me, nigga. Oh, it got me. Before we even get into that. The show will be gone for like a solid year before it comes back yeah. for the next season, which I think might be the last one. So, and each season, this is season seven, each season, no season is longer than 10 episodes. This one was eight. I think every other one was 10. So, I feel like you have enough time if you really just yeah. space it out a year to right. catch up. I feel like it's plenty of time. You just need discipline and you can do it. Right. It's not like you could watch a season a month, maybe, and be totally caught up by the time Game of Thrones comes back. But I, it also kind of sounds like you're putting way too much thought into this <laughs> or caring too much about what other people. Yes, think. <laughs> because who cares if there's peer pressure to watch Game of Thrones? You could be like, uh, nigga, I'm in school and I have a baby. I ain't got time for y'all's little right. show about dragons and white people and being filthy. What? I, don't I mean, care. I get it. That's how I got into Game of Thrones, because everybody was talking about talking about it every time it aired. And I think I started when it was maybe season two was closing up. 
Mm-hmm. And I just everybody kept fucking talking about this show. And I remember watching trailers and just being like, this looks stupid. And I watched the yeah. first episode and then I was bored. And for whatever reason, I kept watching it. And by by the middle of the first season, I was interested in the characters enough to keep watching, seeing where it went. And after they handled that first person that they handled, <laughs> I was like, more! <laughs> like, I was so taken aback and shocked that I was just addicted. So, I mean, that's... Don't think of it as peer pressure. Think of it as, as word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's super popular for a good reason. <laughs> it's good. Like. Right. And so it's kind of like when something's really good, it's everywhere, and people who aren't into it are like, okay, well, now I don't want to get into it because the hype is everywhere, and yes. it's just boring and annoying. Exactly. And I 100, I get that Me all too. the way. Me I too. really do. But I didn't. Like Kiffery said, he used to tell me, you know, Beyonce watches it. What's wrong with you? Why won't you, nigga? Because I don't care. I didn't get into it until the season one premiere. Aria, the baddest bitch of the North, came through and did what she had to do. And after that first scene of the seventh season, I said, I have to find out how this girl got to where she is right now. And so that, watching the current season. She is a creep now. She is. She's a creep. I would have swung off on that bitch in that room when she picked up that night. But that's if that was her. It might have been somebody else. See, you don't even know. I'm just saying. This this shit is crazy. Sansa could be Arya this whole time. I mean, Sansa have found a trunk full of faces and shit. I think Sansa... But also, Arya be giving Sansa too much. Like, you have to understand, she went through a lot of shit, too. Calm down, bitch. Like... Like, let Sansa live. Like, it was a lot that she dealt with. It was... Who wants to live with the fucking Lannisters? You got Cersei giving you a piece of parchment and a pen talking about write this or die. Like, just because you went to Hogwarts, bitch, and you got to go and do all of that extra special shit. <laughs> right? Like, I was being, like, she abused. She was being so mean to Sansa. I was doing what I had to do so that I could be alive, so I'm standing here right now. And you you giving me attitudes and doing right. all like, this Bitch, weird... you welcome. Winterfell is back because of me, ho. <laughs> me. She would have had to kill me because soon as she picked up that knife and started doing it, I'm like, I'm not even going so to I'm wait. Not, like, I'm not going through this with you. I don't know what this is. But they've always had beef. Arya and Sansa wasn't never yeah, the true. loving sisters. You know, it was always a, they you're always a dainty little it. one who goes and knits. And I'm the bitch out here practicing with arrows. Right. That's true. So, but yeah, it wasn't until I had to watch some of this season. And then it was like, okay, I got to know. And then I went back and it was just like, I think honestly I did it the best way. Because y'all had to suffer through week after week and storylines I always building. say that when I start a show <laughs> super late too. Oh, yeah. So when I went back and I was like, I have 10 episodes episodes and six seasons to get through in each se- or 10 episodes in each season nigga but when you finally catch up and you realize you have to wait another week yeah. to get the next one that's when you're like oh wait excuse me but like, it's not so bad because i know the show is ending next season so i'm not so. i'm minimizing the amount of time that i'm gonna have to wait and be anxious about game of thrones and i just went <laughs> fran texted me today and said bitch hbo has an official store <laughs> oh, absolutely, yes. With all this merch, I bought Dragon Eggs. <laughs> they have Dragon Egg bookends. Yes. I got a bunch of different shirts. I got some mugs. They got Insecure stuff, too. They got We Got Y'all shirts. Oh, I got one of those. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I went out there and ordered everything. So, yeah. I mean, do it if you want to. Again, if you want to wait till this season is over and then catch up gradually throughout the rest of the year and throughout all of 2018, you will have that time because it's not coming back for a while so do that but don't let it be because other people got you into it i would say watch the season premiere of season seven 
And if that don't pique your interest, you won't understand it. But if that don't get you interested, then fuck it. Just start from the beginning, girl. No, don't do that. Don't start from the dry-ass, boring-ass beginning. Do not do that. It's worth it. It's not. It makes... It's not. Once it gets lit, it makes it that much better. For me, it was so much more fun to go back and put the pieces together like oh so that's why you said well you know that. what maybe i can't even see from that perspective so i definitely started from the beginning and it was dry so yeah but let school and your baby be your biggest priorities as they should be. you have like and you know saying. you can't responsibly binge which i'm also that same way if i'm into something i'll be up all night eyes crossed staring at the tv so yeah priorities but it's not a bad show i will admit that i was only slightly wrong about my ability to watch it. I do cover my eyes a lot, but it's not so bad. Our next question comes from Khadijah. Khadijah. (laughs) I knew you was come to it. I knew it. The subject says the girl I'm dating won't tell me she's pregnant. So she emailed too? She is Khadijah. (laughs) Oh, God. (gasps) What if that was the girl? What if... That okay, would be let me read so this. Lit. There's <laughs> about, a good chance both of them listen to the show. Okay, no, this isn't it. About a month ago, I've been going on I was going on dates with this girl and it seemed to be going well. She would always text me afterwards about her favorite moments and how much she adores me. <laughs> Y'all are so full. <laughs> like like <laughs> full of love. <laughs> I recently went to LA for a week and while I was scared we'd stop talking, she texted me all through it and commented on how nice I look in my Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. When I came back from L.A., I slept over at her place where we had sex for the second time, smoked some weed, and listened to music. Fast forward to later that night, we were watching a movie, and I noticed her texting. I'm a nosy person by nature, so I peeked over. She was discussing with someone about how she still hasn't had a period yet and that she's felt sick. I didn't think anything of it. She has a lot of guy best friends, and I was too high to make the connection that nausea and late periods could mean anything. Half an hour later, she was still on her phone, this time talking to the same guy about how good she is at riding and how she likes to be dominated. Wow. I knew she was seeing other people, but I thought it was inconsiderate to be doing so while I was there. Later, she was looking up abortion clinics, and that's when it sunk in. I was in a funk the rest of the night, as she could tell, asking if she could cheer me up. She didn't bring up the text or anything. We haven't spoke in a week And it's odd on her part because she usually texts me first. Lord. My question is, should I confront her about this? Is it wrong for me to be a little hurt? Do you think she knows I know? And would you date someone who is pregnant? The last question probably won't apply to Kid Fury. Sorry. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Khadijah. I mean, you never know. (laughs) No, you're right. No. (laughs) You ain't shit. Should you confront her? So listen. Lesbians. It's been a month, girl. Y'all, y'all dated for, yeah, it was a month ago, and y'all went on a few dates, and that was that. So I don't, I don't think you should have gotten in your feelings about it in the first place. Maybe it was rude for her to be on her phone while you were there at her house. Like, yeah, that's rude. But she's allowed to text about whatever because y'all don't have anything. Y'all aren't in a relationship. Y'all aren't anything. So she doesn't owe you any amount of honesty about anything that isn't your business so especially if she's not planning on keeping the baby she's planning on terminating the pregnancy then why would you tell somebody you just started dating that you're pregnant especially another woman like so yeah if i were you i would let it go this is her personal life and and it is what it is maybe she shouldn't have sat up there on the phone 
you know, while you were next to her watching a movie or whatever, but that's right. all that I would be mad at. Um, I just got to agree with you. I don't really... Oh, at I first can't... I thought you said angry. I'm like, what did I do? No, I have to agree. I just don't... I don't see... I can't be mad Maybe either. I just don't care about people. It takes me a while to emotionally be attached, but I wouldn't care if somebody I was dating was pregnant and didn't tell me especially if she wasn't planning on staying pregnant that would be a non-issue i just feel like if she it's not your kid right (laughs) so i just don't i don't know i just i can't even put myself in that position because i can't imagine dating somebody and they're like pregnant and i'm like well yeah that's a unique situation that you have not (laughs) or even the ability to get pregnant i don't know (laughs) Like, Yikes, does it hurt? <laughs> I just can't imagine that you, I would be, I would obviously want them to have the conversation with this me, so but I don't feel like I would be owed uh, an explanation or a conversation or something. Maybe being a little, maybe be more concerned about uh, the lack of communication about it. I mean, not about it specifically, but the fact that she doesn't want to talk about it at all with you. Um, because maybe that is more of a testament of the type of relationship that you have. But that at the same time, maybe it's not because that could just be something that's super private and you don't just go around being like, Hey bitch, I'm pregnant. Don't know if I want to keep it. I, just <laughs> you should know. So I right. don't really know. Especially to somebody you've only been on a few dates with. Right. You're both dating other people. I guess she's dating other people. Maybe you haven't been, but there's just no reason to assume that you should be so close to her that you deserve to know this about her. Again, especially if she's not going to keep it. She probably thinking the next time she see you, she's not going to be pregnant no more. So why even bring it up and go through all that? Y'all are not in a relationship. So. Yeah, just leave her alone. Man. Yeah, just leave her alone about it. If it gets super messy, um, it's still early or it sounds enough, yeah. early enough for you to exit. But yeah, I don't see her being like... Although so it sounds girl. like you already have feelings. Which, oh. <laughs> you got to love lesbians, man. You got to. You gotta love her. I have plenty of feelings for somebody else. Let it go, Khadija. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so many options here. One of these is Beyonce <laughs> in the title, so let's do that. Okay. Says, um, my wife and I have, uh, we'll call him, uh, let's. Call oh, a man him... with a wife. That's different. I know, right? Let's call him Marley. My wife and I have been married for about five years now, and I have, and we have a beautiful son together. Even after being together for so long, I'm still very attracted and very into my wife on a physical and emotional level. I'm not a selfish lover when it comes to our sex life. In fact, I'm very generous, and I genuinely enjoy giving when it comes to foreplay and fellatio. Fellatio? Okay. I make a conscious effort to listen and respond to her body during the act of sex. I... I can be classic R&B or just straight... Okay, this is vulgar. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. They get it popping. Okay. Is the point here. <laughs> um, so, my point or concern is that my wife no longer comes to the bed sexy anymore. She has a drawer full of super sexy lingerie, thongs, and gowns that she never wears anymore. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I don't want her to do this on a regular. I appreciate our regular black-ass thug love making that we make while she wears her bonnet and I wear my do-rag. <laughs> But occasionally, Real black love. <laughs> that's it. But occasionally, I'd love to see her beautiful body in some sexy lingerie, and just it does it just does a lot for me. You know, 
He says, as my nigga future once said. Uh-uh. Let's skip that. You had me. Don't do that. <laughs> what are your thoughts <laughs> on this situation and how should I approach it? I don't want to come off as an asshole and make this seem like our sex life is boring. And it's just because of a tiny change that should be. She just needs to make a change. Is there something I can do on my part to help this situation out? Is it me? Signed a very loyal listener. And y'all are highly entertaining and, and inspiring. As a fellow dream chaser, I'm struggling with words today. Well, thank you. Uh, what's his name? We're calling him Marley. Marley. So Marley um, is in love with his wife. They've right. been together for about five years. They have a son together and they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he just wants her to dress up in some sexy lingerie every now and then. I just feel like this is an easy fix. I think that Probably. you, you know, after five years of marriage and loads of sex, and it sounds like you'd be wearing her ass out. <laughs> she, I assume both of you work. Uh, she is in that phase now where she's comfortable to just have on, you know, a little T-shirt, I guess, with yeah. no bra and her <laughs> bonnet. Or she's like, I'm running around after a kindergartner. I'm fucking tired. Oh my God, just exactly. And I'm here, nigga. The pussy's there. I'm, you know, willing to give you some pussy. We can do this. But all of the costume and, you know, putting something in my hair and a form in my hair or whatever. Like, I'm not wasting my form to go get in the bed. Exactly. So maybe what you should do is take the initiative. Um Maybe there'll be a, a day where you can get it home early before she does. If you don't already do that, I don't know. And, you know, get some roses and put some roses. Don't do that petal all over the floor shit because Who's you're going to have to clean it. You know, so like that's, don't do that. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> Pick it up. Um, you know, just do something romantic and then take out the lingerie and l- like lay it out on the bed with like that a sexy nice. note. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like run a bath for her and say, you know, put this on after you get out or something like that. Right. Like lay it all out in a romantic, sexy way, showing and it's very clear that this is what you want. Set it up. You can't always now, what expect. What does this do with Beyonce? Sorry. I just realized. Oh, it says the, <laughs> the subject in the email says Beyonce once said, know that I kept it sexy. Know that I kept it fun. So she's not keeping it sexy or fun anymore. Not for him, apparently, or not often enough. Hmm. And he's not selfish. He doesn't want this every single time. It's just an occasional thing. He likes to see her body in some lingerie. So just make the effort. Do something sexy and romantic for her and lay out her lingerie Mm -hmm. and ask her to put it on and then get it pop. Like, think about how much better the sex would be then. If not only are you laying out the lingerie for her (laughs) to put on, but you already done hyped her up and done something like a surprise sexy thing for her, y'all be up all night. Mm -hmm. I would say be super clear in that you are still incredibly attracted to her it sounds like through this email that you are very vocal about how attracted you are to this woman physically (laughs) and emotionally just to make sure she knows it but i would ask you know if this seems to be a recent change because you said she has a drawer full of lingerie plenty so i would ask lingerie thongs and gowns okay so that sounds like teddies and all types i was just gonna say that (laughs) exactly so then so then my question to her would be you know babe what's going on to where you don't want to wear these things anymore are you tired are you stressed are you overworked have you gained some weight lost some weight you don't feel good (laughs) about your body no more like what is it you know it could be a million reasons why a woman 
used to love you know lingerie and all that and now she doesn't anymore i would say maybe it's the baby but that nigga's five so <laughs> <laughs> like i don't think it's well, like the baby he didn't say that the baby is five he just said they have a son together they've been married for five years oh well listen if you had this child within the last year or two she might still that be might feeling like what the uh, fuck is going on this nigga just rearranged my guts like literally you had a baby in you and they rearranged your organs and shit so. yeah if you have had that baby like recently that may have a lot to do with it right i still say you know try and do something sexy i don't know if i would you know if you haven't had a conversation with her about that at all i would say just try and do something romantic and then once it's all done and everybody is sweating and tired and smoking (laughs) i just love that lingerie i love when you put lingerie it just does something to me like make it very clear and explicit i mean if she has all this lingerie then i would assume that y'all like she knows that but if not like, make it very clear that that shit turns you on and it's <laughs> something for her letter. to look out. <laughs> but then if it's still, like, after that, if she's right back to her, you know, boy shorts or whatever the fuck, yeah. then maybe I would be like, so is there just a reason you don't like it? Because it really, I love it and yeah. I don't care if you or maybe she's like all that old shit is cheap we bought all that when we were 21 and i'll get you some new ones. had a five dollar like, budget right like it could be a million things going on to where she doesn't want to wear that stuff anymore so yeah i think just a little conversation is all it takes but mm-hmm. every woman is not gonna be beyonce giving birth and then on instagram in ruche dresses with titties and she ass out loves <laughs> I think she really loves she being is bigger. In she is love with all her about this body. Like <laughs> you can't tell Beyonce shit. She is really in love with it. My God, I love that it too. whole video. Oh God damn. She, she just kept doing like that, you know. Yeah, leaning over so the cleavage Which, uh, is yeah. hanging out, and she got her like elbows together. But to you ain't got to do up. too much work because they huge as They're shit. Anyway. They just busting, and now your ass is all big and round, and she's just. She loves it. She does. She's all and about I that body. But everybody's not going to react that way to pregnancy. So it may just be that your wife is dealing with that. But yeah, let us know how it goes. This next question comes from Brandon, who says, as a black gay man, I've avoided rap music for most of my life due to homophobic and misogynistic content. But lately, I've been listening to more rap music and enjoying it. Kid Fury suggested 21 Savage's album. I'm so surprised you to it. lately. It's only gotten worse. Well, I was enjoying it until I got to a song where he used the word queer as a diss. I immediately in my mind tried to justify it like maybe he meant queer like weird. <laughs> right. And before I could finish justifying it, his voice in the background said, gay! <laughs> <laughs> the ad libs are even worse. Niggas won't even let you have a fantasy, man. Right. So I'm just asking you guys to know how you listen to rap music and deal with this kind of shit. Do we just chalk it up to them being ignorant? Or being a part of rap culture, has Amber Rose taught this nigga nothing? Oh, please. <laughs> like, that's where she, he's going to get it from. No, listen, Amber Rose is still working with him on, like, basic hygiene, and keeping clean, Cleaning toenails clipped, nails, and that sort of right. thing. So, <laughs> she probably hasn't had time to get to homophobic uh, and misogynistic content yet. But, like, I don't trust her as a black woman, this has been my struggle with hip-hop my whole life. Because there's <laughs> never been a time... That it was just like, wow, this really glorifies and uplifts me as a black woman. Right. Unless it was like it's... a black female rapper. So, and even then, it's real iffy. But I was thinking about the other day with that goddamn Break It Up. I'm like, why do I love, I mean, I know if why I love good, it. it sounds good, it just no. sounds good. That's, it sounds so good, but then you listen to her words and you're like, just gonna have to bop to it anyway. You know, it's like, it's that struggle of, God damn, I wish y'all weren't so misogynistic. Mm. I wish y'all didn't hate women the way you do or just 
feel like they can be used or all they do is twerk and whatever else but I don't know I try to just take it for the entertainment value of it all because I do like shaking my ass and pretending to rake it up and, <laughs> and all that other shit like I like doing that and it's, it's it's fun I guess when you feel comfortable enough in yourself to reclaim all that music and be like I'm still black this is still my shit yeah maybe I don't totally agree with everything they say but I'm still jig anyway but it's hard and I don't blame nobody who says I just don't fuck with the the not racist, but the misogynistic or sexist or homophobic, especially content in rap. I don't blame nobody for staying away from it. You know, I'm on one hand, I feel like Titus when he was like, I can't fix the world. <laughs> like, because, True. You know, when a song just sounds good, like, this is why so many rappers who can't even rap are super popular mm-hmm. now because it doesn't fucking matter that you can't rap. People have just accepted that something sounds good. This beat is great. The flow over the great. The song is great as well. I like this song. You just need a beat and a catchy hook. You don't have to say You could mumble all over the track. As long as niggas can sing along with the hook, please. That's really all that matters now, especially in hip hop. So, I mean, on one end, I, I I think that I just roll my eyes to a lot of it. But as far as misogyny, I've always had like a, a problem with extreme homophobia in any type of music or whatever mm-hmm. else. But the misogyny, I grew up listening to a lot of that shit. And so for me, it was just kind of a part of rap for a long time. But it's real. Like, I don't know if it's just me being older now or if it really is just worse or both. But I hear it way more now. It's you being older. Than, than, <laughs> than I used to. Like, now I listen to a lot of the shit that these rappers be saying about women. And I'm just like. Or what? <laughs> like it's just right. like you love hoes and you love fucking and all of that and that's cool. But some of the stuff that they say about women on songs now are so ridiculous. Like right. it's like Or when you compare when you make fun of men for their shitty behavior and you call them bitches or say that they're being pussy or whatever else, and it's like I could have sworn you loved pussy. So why is it an insult now? You know, that's the sort of question that i have all the time when i'm listening to some of these lyrics like niggas will use bitch as like an insult to men like you acting like a woman it's like well wait a wait a goddamn minute you know what's wrong with being a woman it's just huh for me i just i just if i really love the song like that damn rake it up i'll just i'll just deal i'll just deal i've been doing it all my life i really if i like the song i like the song and there'll be there are plenty of rap songs out that I love right now that have lines on them. Like that song Swang by Ray Strummerd. There's a line at the end where um I don't remember what the little boy's name is. Not the one who'll be singing on everybody's Swaley? song. No, that's not the one Swaley. Oh then Slim, I don't know. Slim Jim? Slim? Don't do that. No, I think that's his name. Slim it Jim. It ain't no damn Slim Jim. Whatever. The other one says he has a line that says, I could have went to school to be a doctor, but I chose to drop out and be a baller or something yeah. like that and i was just like that's that is so depressing <laughs> like I, I, and that's not even misogynistic i just heard that and i was like oh god the fact that you said wow that it is lot. slim jimmy slim jimmy there you go god Whatever. damn <laughs> so i just i roll my eyes and i get right back to twerking and is that problematic possibly definitely but, but- I don't know. The Lord's working on a song. But there are also plenty of songs now that I hear one line and it'll be so bad that I just hit skip and I'll never listen to it again. I don't know. Yeah, if it gets if it usually if it if your if your ignorance turns violent, 
then I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I'm just kind of like, well... Like, I can't remember what Future said, but he had a, a line about fucking a girl and shipping her right back to her country or something. And I was like... This is gross. Is she a cardboard box? Right. Like, is she what? Is she cargo, nigga? What you mean? You just gonna pack her? Did you have to pay for handling too? Like one of them barrels, nigga, send back home and shit. Like, what do you mean? Do just you, is you get free to that? What? <laughs> like, what? The yeah. Ew? Like, I that's don't know. Gross. Yeah, it's probably me getting older now, and I'm totally fine with that. Honestly, no, it definitely is. You get older, you start really listening to lyrics and caring about the effect that you know music has on the. That's user. probably why I love female rappers so much because of the. Yeah, you flip reverse. that around. Yeah, it's like, and of course, women in rap attack other women all of the time too. But it's it's completely different. I appreciate the use these niggas for what they got and then move on with your life lessons Trina. that Trina has taught. I tried to tell you guys like <laughs> that Trina has taught me from the beginning. Day one, since the beginning. Like, yes. So and to this day. I get where you're coming from, Brandon. But really, we just kind of we just kind of deal. We're used to it for we've been doing it for decades. We're pretty raggedy. So. All right. Um. So I will do. Okay. Think about about getting older. Since I was talking about that. Okay. It's this fake name, please. Um. I know they listen. Well, we'll call you. Palm. Like pomegranate juice. Like the juice. Like the juice. Okay. Yeah. Palm. All right. No, it's fine. I am twenty-seven years old, and a gay dude in L.A. Took me a long time to find my gay group, but once I did, it was great. They brought me out of my shell and got me out of the house. We've been friends and constantly hanging out for five years, but I recently got busy with work and disappeared, as they like to put it. I have stayed away for a few months now because while I was gone for work, I came to the realization that we are basically human garbage. What? It is... (laughs) It is the same routine. Go out to gay bars, get wasted, act a fool, wake up, feel horrible, check bank account and weep, (laughs) and then go to brunch and do it all over again. I don't see the problem. (laughs) How do I tell them we should switch it up and not be a white gay L.A. stereotype? I am genuinely afraid they won't listen and that my only option is to find new friends. It has been really hard. They are wonderful humans, but it's more than routine and societal pressures. Society pressures this community Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. The societal pressures this community has to face causes them to want to be seen and acting up every chance they get. I butchered that sentence. It's not what it says. Okay. Any advice on how to politely let them know it is no longer cute and we are in our late 20s? Thanks. Mm, I kind of feel like late 20s is still peak brunching, getting drunk. I still do. Yeah, that's... But I also understand <laughs> being tired and not, you know, always wanting to go out and get shit faced yeah. and then wake up and realize that you spent way more money than you should have. Yeah, no, that's also true. So maybe what y'all really need is a balance <coughs> in between going out and having fun and doing the fucking most six days a week. So there should be like a happy medium there, maybe brunch once a week or once every two weeks. But I mean, t- 29 years old, 28, 27, 27, whatever. Right. This this age range and, you know, people are feeling happy or confident or proud of themselves and they want to go out and have fun. That I don't think you're going to convince. You're not going to convince too many gays to <laughs> stop going to brunch. In L.A.? Or the... <laughs> Bitch, please. It's like asking New York niggas to not go to day parties. <laughs> please be serious. Get, get out of here. So, yeah, I mean, 
maybe all you need to say is, look, I got to focus a lot more on work. I can't be getting trash like that. Or I need to save money in case I got to leave America with no notice because Donald Trump is a fucking asshole. You know, you could you could you could come up with a lot of different excuses for not kicking it with them so much. But maybe it's maybe you just need to fall back a little like they can be your friends, but you not do every single thing they do all the time. Right. And if you've been friends for five years, I think that they should uh, be close to you enough to understand that you're just not trying to go out and spend crazy money and get fucking wasted all or as often. Like if you want to be the guy who goes out and was like, look, I'm not drinking tonight, but we can go out and have a good time. They should respect that as your friends. If you're like, look, I'm spending no more than this tonight and that's final. Yep. They should respect that as your friends. You don't have to go up to them and be like, look, all of y'all are garbage. You're all wasted fags <laughs> and you really need to get your shit together and find Christ. Like, I don't, you don't have to cuss them out, but just be like, look, this whole thing, I'm getting a little tired. I'm super busy and I love y'all. I just, I don't want you to think that I think less of you or more of me or whatever, but this, <laughs> this is I not, can't do it no more. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this as often. We cool and see where it goes. I don't think that your f- friends for over five years should make you feel bad for that. If yeah. they're like, oh, you suck and you just don't want to do blah, blah, blah anymore. Oh, you think you're the shit. Then you should go and find your friends. Right. Then you should just be like, okay, these niggas is just as childish as I thought they was. But probably a couple other people going to be like, shit, I need to chill out too, bitch. I ain't got the money to be partying the way I do or... You know, if you decide, hey, if you or if you show up and say, I got a two drink max, and then once I'm done with two drinks, I'm calling a lift and I'm going home. Like, nobody can be mad at you for that. That would just be unreasonable. Right. <laughs> like, it would just be unreasonable. Right. Period. Just don't be a dick about it when you talk to your friends, and it should be fine. Y'all are old enough to be mature about this, and it's not like a... I don't know. I remember in my early 20s, people were very much like, I don't know, they would get their feelings hurt if it wasn't like everybody invited to go do everything all the time. And that ranged from like parties to just like random Walmart trips. Like, yeah, people would be like, "Oh my god, I went to Walmart and nobody called me." That like, was so me. <laughs> that was so me. Oh, because going to Walmart so in the middle bad. of the night is fun. It is like everybody does that with their friends. It is fun. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, especially if you got. I wish I smoked weed then. Like, mm. those I think late of night- all the fun things I missed out on because I didn't smoke weed in my early twenties. <laughs> I know. Like a fool. Well, yeah. All right. Work it out. And you're in LA. You'll definitely find other gays if it comes to uh, that. Oh, yeah. You can there. find gays that just like to sit around and read Harry Potter. You can find gays who like cross stitching. <laughs> you can find people who are into whatever you're into. <laughs> I just pictured this nigga going to like Barnes and Noble and being one of them niggas sitting on the ground reading a graphic novel until someone comes up and makes friends. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you like Marvel too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then y'all can bond over that. So this next question comes from Jaleesa. Jaleesa. Jaleesa said, I recently had a situation happen that truly has me perplexed. I'm a proud mother of a beautiful two year old girl. I'm a black woman and my daughter's father is an Ethiopian man. One day I was struggling with combing my baby's hair because it is incredibly thick and curly. And I jokingly said, oh, baby girl, we got to get these naps out. Her father Uh said not to use the word nappy because it is derogatory towards black women. This had me feeling really confused because as a black woman myself, I never had a problem with that word. And my family would also use that word jokingly. I turned to my baby father and said, I don't recall you having a vagina. And that word doesn't bother me. 
And he said, most black women view it as negative, so we shouldn't use it. From there, I took it upon myself to poll my black female friends to ask them. Their responses were all over the place, but I thought it could not hurt to ask you guys, what do you think? Is the word nappy really so bad that we have to avoid it completely? I would love to hear your feedback. Thank you. I think this is a contextual thing. Yes. I think because Inference, that- Emphasis on textual. <laughs> Get it? Because like texture, contextual. Yes. <laughs> That was such a Miss Tina joke. It was. Oh, I live for her joke. Every single one of them. It's so good. It's the delivery. It is. Um, and she looks so pleased. It was every time she gets like her a little, little shrug, grin. Yeah. She's just so cute. Gosh, she is so fucking adorable. Um. So yeah, I mean, it didn't. I could hear many black women who are combing their baby's hair saying, ooh, let's get these naps out. Because it's your baby. All my life. (laughs) You can, it's a word that if, again, familiarity, family, all of that type of stuff, depending on the relations and the way that you're using it, doesn't necessarily have to make it offensive. I wouldn't just go and refer to somebody's hair as nappy that I don't know like that. Because that can get you cussed out. You don't know how people feel about it. Exactly. So, this is complicated because the child's father don't like the word. Mm -hmm. And so, there's way more to take in consideration. Because if this was like your father or your brother or cousin mm-hmm. or you know many other types of people and then i would just be like if you don't mind your goddamn business <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds to me like maybe your child's father grew up being teased about his hair it's possible because, or having family members yeah because a lot of black men act like they don't have hair issues but it's no other reason for you niggas to be putting all that gel and pomade and shit in your hair and brushing it down for 45 <laughs> minutes and then and then tying it down with your fucking All bonnets. These new brushes. <laughs> Niggas are dedicated to yeah. waves and that's for a reason. Yeah. So I would not I'm be surprised just, if he had his own it. hair issues. I haven't either. I've like, never found them sexy. I've never wanted them. I d- I've never understood why niggas acted like that but then also I just thought if you brushed your hair and waves came up then that was just cause you had wavier hair, hair. <laughs> I didn't realize that niggas was like manipulating their hair to make it look like that right. so when I realized that I was like y'all out here acting like black women got all the issues with perms and weaves and braids and all that but you niggas is over here doing you got a hair routine too my nigga so I would take that into consideration. It sounds like he probably is carrying some past trauma from being called nappy or maybe his sister or his mama, something like that. But you also have to remember, like Kid Fury said, the context is different for everybody. And although I was told that I had nappy hair, like anytime one of my aunties or my mama or anybody would call my hair, it would it would be like really more of a why are you so damn tender headed thing yes <laughs> like your hair is too thick for you to be this damn tender headed <laughs> look that experience is no fun for anybody right like nobody in that situation <laughs> is having a good time nobody loves it but I was also I was never teased for my hair texture nobody right. ever made fun of me for it in fact people acted like I was different from other black girls and black other black girls would like ask me how my hair looked like that or be like, oh, I'm so jealous that your hair looks like that or whatever. So my experience with nappy is in the context of like 
family and close friends being very lovingly saying, you know, your shit is thick and nappy as shit. And we, we're going to get these fucking naps out, you know, not of like being taunted for what my hair looks like. Right. So my so me using nappy, I'm coming at it with my experience and you're coming at it with yours. And so that's why you and your husband are having. Exactly. The, I would I would venture that you were never teased for having having nappy hair. And he was or his sister or somebody close to him was. So I would talk to him about it like, you know, this is my child that I birthed. <laughs> Wasn't trying to be rude with the whole you're not a woman thing, but like this is my baby. Hair is something we're going to bond over. I'm going to be doing her hair for a very long time. And so, you know, talking to her in this black woman, black daughter way saying, you know, we got to get these naps out does not mean I won't also tell her that your hair is beautiful. It's just that it gets tangled and we call right. those naps. Right. <laughs> just, it is what it is. And don't let nobody shit on you for what your hair texture looks like. I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, I think the most important thing for your for the, the most important thing in the situation is for the child to understand the meaning behind the word. And when it's being used, how it's being used, and right. that sort of thing, because your baby gonna hear that her hair is nappy regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's going to hear the word nappy at some yeah. point. So much like, you know, many other things that happen in the household when you're parenting, that's just something you have to teach her anyway. Yeah. So, like, restricting the use of the word in the house altogether is not going to stop the kid from hearing it. And it's better for her to have that experience from her family and learn what it means there first than to have somebody at her school call her nappy and be like, I don't know what that means, but my feelings are hurt. And then I have to go run back to you and say... Because they know it's an insult. Exactly. Rather than you like hearing that word nappy and knowing that your mama calls you nappy, but that bitch is meaning it some other kind of way. Like, mama, what is that? Oh, I already told you. You know, X, Y, and Z. Some people are shit. Right. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, just like you said, the husband is sensitive about it and probably for good reason and probably has a different experience with it than you do. And that's just a conversation that y'all need to have. Right. But you clearly didn't mean, oh, my goodness, you're the worst child ever and your hair is disgusting. <laughs> right. Like, you're just not at all doing so, what every black mom does. Right. So, so yeah. talk to your husband about it. Maybe he'll <laughs> he'll understand the. The nuances of the the black girl experience, but also keep in mind that, you know, he's right. And and in a way that means be mindful of how you talk to your daughter and make sure you're reinforcing that she is beautiful and her black is popping exactly the way it is. And she ain't got to change shit for nobody. Period. All right. Does that wrap it up? I think we're done. Yeah, I see a good. (laughs) Looks like a couple hours. so. So, yeah. That Try wraps up fair. this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at This Is The Read. Check out thisistheread.com. Announcements. Hear ye, hear ye. The Read is going back on the road. Yay! For the fall. And we have dates for you. On September 30th, we will be jumping things off in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. On October... <laughs> On October 7th, we'll be in Chicago. November 11th, we will be in Charlotte. November 18th, we'll be in LA. December 2nd, so excited, we'll be in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Haven't done a show or anything in New My Orleans in so long. Faith. And then finally, December 16th, we will be back in Detroit, Michigan. So you want to come and see us live and being ghetto in person, <laughs> you can get a ticket this Friday at noon Eastern time on thereadlive.com as usual. I think that if you didn't get any merch, 
uh, during that pop-up. We'll probably have merch on sale at the show, so that's another place you can grab some of that stuff. And we can't wait to see you. Yep, it's going to be so fun. So, yeah, tickets Friday at thereadlive.com. Someone is going to put this on Instagram tomorrow. Again, I'm (laughs) sure to remind you, they're not on sale tomorrow. They won't be on sale on Thursday. They will be on sale on Friday. (laughs) So if you go to the website and don't see nothing, that's That's why. why. That is why, yes. Also, by the time this comes out, Black Girls Rock will have already aired. But I just want to say congratulations again to my girl, Francesca Ramsey, for writing the show. That is so fucking and huge and of course congratulations to Issa Rae and everyone else who was honored I cannot wait to see it like I said I'm going to see Solange at Radio City but it's definitely on my DVR and I can't wait to get home Solange with Dave Chappelle I keep saying it like it's her show <laughs> because I'm, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> I keep saying it like it's just no it's it's Solange opening before Dave Chappelle but I I mean anyway so yeah um I Is think that's that just about it. That's it. That Do wraps we have up an our show. Acronym this week. Um. Oh fuck! The acronym this week is B Y A T M P, and that is bring your ass to my party. <laughs> oh yeah, three hundred five live in LA Sunday, August twenty seven in Los Angeles. You could go to fury three hundred five dot com. Fury has one R in it. And you can get tickets to come to the pool party. It's going to be a great time. DJ Queen of Spades is going to be on the ones and twos. She always fucks it up. I'm going to be naked, and it'll be a blast. So come out. Have a good time with us. That's it. We're getting out of here, and we will see you next week, Thursday. Bye, guys. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kefir and Crystal sent you.